Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to deal with the rising cost of inflation to pay off your debt or your mortgage, pretty much anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Well, with Yahoo Finance, you can get access to the news, data, and tools that you need in order to help you reach that financial freedom. And when it comes to your financial future, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, you've invested all that you can. And now you need to take those investments to the next level by using what every financial great uses. Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The Peter Schiff Show. I want to do a follow-up podcast with my reaction to the verdict in the gender discrimination lawsuit filed against uh, Kleiner Perkins by Ellen Powell. Now, I did a podcast when the final arguments were made before we received the verdict, and I gave my thoughts on this case. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should make a point of also listening to that one if you're interested in this topic. But now that we have a verdict, uh, I want to speak a little bit more on the subject. And the verdict, if you haven't heard, uh, was uh, against the plaintiff. So uh, Miss Powell was denied the relief she sought. I think she was looking for $16 million, a $16 million payday. Uh, she claimed that she was not promoted and then later fired uh, because of her gender, although the firing was not necessarily because of her gender. She claimed that she was fired as as a retaliation for the fact that she filed a lawsuit against her employer for not promoting her, which is also another problem in and of itself, right? That if you sue your employer falsely, and as I will get to in a minute, the jury concluded that the lawsuit lacked merit, that it was frivolous, that it was false, right? If there had been discrimination, they would have found in her favor. But if you are an employer and you are hit with a lawsuit that you believe is false, you cannot fire your employee for filing that false lawsuit because that is retaliation. You know, the same thing happened to me. I had an employee who was male and didn't file a discrimination lawsuit against me, but he was an employee and he filed a lawsuit against me while he was still working for me. And in that lawsuit, he basically swore things that I knew were not true. He basically made allegations that I knew that he knew were false. And he filed a lawsuit Uh, against me. And he he was demanding like $180,000 or something like that. 
And I offered to pay him $1 million if he could pass a polygraph test just based on one or two sentences that he wrote in his uh, allegation that he claimed I did. I said, well, if I actually did this, then I'll give you a million dollars. Forget about what you're suing me for. I will give you a million dollars if you can just pass a polygraph. And he refused. So rather than taking a polygraph and collecting a million dollars, he proceeded with his frivolous lawsuit for a much smaller amount. Right. So, I mean, if you're telling the truth, why why sue for one hundred eighty thousand when you're offered a million dollars? Because obviously he was lying. And it's interesting that the fact that I offered him a million dollars and he refused to take the polygraph. See, that can't be introduced uh, at the trial. Right. As evidence against him in any way. But but in in, in any event, the reason I bring it up is because when he filed this lawsuit against me where he was lying. Right? And I knew he was lying was what was the most infuriating part about it is that he put something in there that was completely false. He just made it up. Right. And knowing that I couldn't fire him, that was, you know, it's like, so what are you supposed to do with that? Now you've got somebody working for you who is lying in order to try to extort money from you. And you can't fire him for that reason. You have to keep employing him, even though he's lying. Now, fortunately, at some point down the line, he quit. You know, while the lawsuit was still was still going on. Uh, uh, But, you know, I guess had he not quit, he would have had to continue to work for me, even though I mean, how do you trust a guy who's suing you asking for more money and is, you know, there's there's a lie. But in any event, getting back to this particular case. So uh, the the not only did she lose on her claim that there was discrimination right, that she didn't get promoted because of her gender. Not only did she lose on that, she also lost on another claim that she was retaliated against by her employer and that she was fired as a result of having sued. I mean, probably what happened is uh, Miss Powell, who's obviously a very intelligent woman, you know, went to some really top-notch schools, and you know, you can't, you know, you got to be pretty smart to get a job at Kleiner Perkins in the first place. And you know, just because you don't make partner, I mean, not everybody makes partner, but I mean, it's not even easy to be an associate over there. So she's obviously a smart gal, and you know, she could probably read the writing on the wall when she wasn't promoted, and she wasn't getting along with a lot of people there. Maybe she thought she had reached her plateau at that company, and maybe she thought, you know, maybe they're going to let me go, and so she preempted that by quickly filing a discrimination lawsuit, knowing that she would put the company in a corner. Because if you're about to get fired and all of a sudden you allege uh, discrimination, uh, that might mean that your employer can't fire you because now it would look like retaliation. Maybe they had to keep around for an extra six months before firing her just so they would make it so it wouldn't look like there was any you know, connection between the two, even if they were going to fire her anyway. So the minute you slap your employer with one of these lawsuits, you really put them uh, in a bind because now they're damned that they do and they're damned that they don't. right? Because she's alleging uh, that her failure to be promoted was discrimination against her because of her gender. Now, the people who didn't promote her know that that's not true. Right. They know why they didn't promote her. And it has nothing to do with her gender. Right. You know, the the, the big problem with this lawsuit now is the reaction in the media. Right. Because if you read any of the stories that were written, it's all uh, the tone is, well, she may have lost this battle 
but women haven't lost the war. Uh, this is still a victory for women. Uh, she was very courageous in having come out. Courageous? She lied. You know, she's trying to extort $16 million from her employer by lying about why she wasn't promoted. Now, is there a chance that this woman actually believes that her failure to be promoted was because of her gender? I doubt it. I mean, I don't think she's that dumb. You know, I, 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 you know I, I'm not just going to assume that because she's a woman, she's that foolish. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that she's more likely to lie to get $16,000 than to be that dumb as to think that her boss, her company, passed on her because of her gender. I mean, what is the odds of that? What's the odds that she was the most qualified for a promotion? That Kleiner Perkins thought, you know, uh, this Ellen Powell, I mean, she is really something special. I mean, we really need her. We really want her on our team. We really need to make her partner. We'll make a lot of money. So, you know what? God, God, darn it. She's a woman. Oh, forgot about that. Ay, can't, can't promote her. Let's go for our second choice. Who's number two? Oh, number two is a woman too? Crap. Who's the third guy? Who's the third person on the list? I got to find a guy. We can't have a woman. Is, is this, does she really think that this is what was going on? No, they had plenty of reasons not to promote her. But, you know, normally when you don't get a promotion, and this is true probably for most people, when you don't get a promotion, your initial emotional reaction is, you know, you're obviously going to be upset. Everybody who's not promoted is upset that they didn't get you know, promoted, that somebody else got the job that they wanted, right? Uh, and, and you can also, uh, you know, uh, have some animosity towards the boss who didn't promote you. Oh, you didn't recognize my talent and my ability instead of, you know, kind of accepting that maybe your talent and ability was recognized, which is why you didn't get promoted because you didn't have enough talent and ability and somebody else had more. But, you know, it's very convenient to try to rationalize your own inadequacy by claiming, well, you know, the only reason I didn't get promoted is because I'm a woman, right? Or because I'm black or because I'm homosexual, right? But there's a more convenient reason for saying that, because if you can say I wasn't promoted because I'm a woman, now you can get revenge on the company that didn't promote you, right? Because now they're going to pay, right? And here you have this situation where she files this lawsuit, I think out of anger, out of revenge, and out of greed. And it's interesting that so many people can just assume, right? Oh, well, yes, Kleiner Perkins, uh, they, they're breaking the law. Uh, they're going to discriminate, Right even though it would not be in their own economic interest. Because remember, not hiring a competent woman and hiring a less competent man because of your gender bias is not in your own interest. You're actually paying a penalty in order to discriminate, right? You're, you're making less money because you went with a, a less qualified person, right? But people are ready to believe that, yes, Kleiner Perkins did this, yet they're not ready to believe that maybe, maybe Ellen Powell just lied. Maybe she just made it all up. Now, somebody might say, well, whoa, why would she? Why would a woman lie? Well, why would anybody lie, right? Not just a woman. Well, I'd give you 16 million reasons why would she would lie because she was suing for $16 million. I mean, people do a lot worse things for a lot less. I mean, people kill other people for a fraction of $16 million. So for $16 million, you can't pretend that you got offended when a couple of guys talked about porn. 
you know, or whatever it is and say, yes, they didn't hire. They didn't promote me because I was a woman, because if she can convince enough jurors, she collects a 16 million dollar payday. That's a powerful incentive to lie, to make stuff up. And in fact, where is all the articles about that possibility? Why are all the articles about how heroic she was for coming forward? Where are the articles that condemn her for what she did? Because if the jury is to be believed, the allegations were false. There was no discrimination. Yet, what about, oh, Kleiner Perkins, where's the articles? What, how terrible it was for this company to be you know, dragged through the mud, to be victimized by this woman who attempted to extort $16 million from them. You know, why can't we vilify her for falsely accusing the company of breaking the law when they didn't? You know, it's like the woman, uh, you know, filing a false accusation of rape. Can we condemn a woman for doing that? You know what? I mean, there are women who accuse men of rape who did not rape them. And it might not even be that the woman is believes she was raped. She just might be making it up out of anger. I mean, guys do pretty bad things to women, and sometimes women do bad things to men, like accuse them of rape, right? And But let's say somebody does that. Let's say a woman just totally makes it up, goes to the police, lies, poor guy, you know, dragged into jail, put through a trial, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he's made to look, you know, everybody, even though he's, maybe he's acquitted, everything, ah, well, he's guilty, he did it anyway. But let's say the guy's totally innocent, and the guy, the guy ends up getting acquitted. I mean, can they condemn the woman, and say, you know, the poor guy. I mean, this is what really happened. This was like a false accusation of rape by uh, Ellen Powell. The company didn't do anything wrong. The only mistake they made was hiring a woman in the first place because this is the risk that you take. And, you know, when I read these articles about how she was saying, well, even if I lost, it's a victory for women. No, it's not. It is a loss for women, right? This is not going to make it easier for women to succeed. This makes it harder for women to succeed. That's the message it sends. You know, look at look at all the crap that Kleiner Perkins had to deal with because they didn't promote a woman. They wouldn't have had to deal with any of it if it was just a, a white guy, straight guy, you know, somebody that couldn't claim some uh, discrimination because they weren't protected uh, by by government or empowered rather by government with this special weapon that they can wield. And in fact, the articles were pointing out how, hey, don't worry, you know, just because this case was lost, there's plenty of more sexual discrimination cases in the pipeline. So women have more bites at the apple. Some other company can be falsely accused of breaking a law that shouldn't even exist. But even if it did, they didn't break it. Right. But don't worry, because there's more of these frivolous lawsuits coming. And so one woman might get lucky. You know, if you spin the wheel enough, uh, you might hit it big. And that's the other problem, that even though Kleiner Perkins had to spend a fortune on legal fees, uh, Ms. Powell isn't going to have to pay any of that, right? Ms. Powell is not liable for their legal fees that they spend in defending a false allegation against, uh, uh, you know, sexual discrimination or, or you know, gender-based discrimination that did not exist. But the, the important thing, though, is most of the gender-based uh, lawsuits or allegations are never litigated, right? It's not like this uh, particular situation where you have an extended trial with lots of media attention. Most of these allegations are settled for cash 
and they never go to a judge or a jury. And it kind of goes something like this, right? You know, you're a woman and you're working for a company and you get fired or you don't get promoted. And then you contact a lawyer who will work on contingency, who will call up your boss and or, you know, or serve your boss with a letter from an attorney that says, uh, you know, my client has hired me. You know, you have discriminated against my client. You have fired her or uh, failed to promote her because she is a woman. This is gender based discrimination. And, you know, we are suing you for five million dollars or something like that. Now, and it's oh, by the way, you can't fire if the person is still working for you, you can't fire them. Because they've sued you because that would be retaliation and then we'll sue you even more if it's just a case of, you know, failure to promote. Now what happens, right? Now you've got a person who works for you that you don't even want. You can't even look at him anymore because they've lied. But you can't fire him because you'll get, uh, you'll get uh, sued even more. Uh, and so now what do you have to do? You have to settle. You have to write a check. $50,000, $100,000. You know, and again, even if you've done absolutely nothing wrong. How much is it going to cost you to stand on your principal? Are you going to spend two or three hundred thousand dollars in legal bills, right, to be able to be vindicated in court? Are you going to spend all that emotional energy when you should be running your business, especially if you're a small business and you do a lot of the work? Can you can you afford to to take your eye off the ball and just be bogged down with a frivolous lawsuit? And, you know, having to deal with all the discovery and, you know, all the, um, you know, the, 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 the witnesses and the interrogatories and just all the various things, you know, that a lawsuit. No, 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 no. You're going to write a check and you're going to settle. And so the vast majority of these claims are settled and the poor employer is victimized and is forced to write uh, a check and it amounts to legalized extortion. And, you know, the articles I read were about how, yes, there were so many of these things that are settled as if the the, the companies who are settling these claims are, are admitting guilt in the fact that they're settling. No, you're just simply enabling a woman who is upset with her boss for whatever reason, because she didn't get promoted or she got fired. And you're just letting this person retaliate in a way that a man can't. Of course, if the man happens to be black now he can make it a, a, a racial-based lawsuit. Or, you know, if he's homosexual, it could be a sexual preference-based, right? You can always couch it. If you're a member of one of these protected classes, and there's so many people now that fall into so many protective classes that it's so easy for you to trump up some kind of a lawsuit, is it any wonder that people don't want to hire anybody? But that is, again, the message that is being sent loud and clear by this frivolous lawsuit and by the fact that nobody wants to call this woman out for what she did and write articles about how wrong it is to make a false allegation of gender-based discrimination. And of course, again, almost all the allegations are going to be false, right? I mean, by, by definition, because employers are not going to discriminate Based on gender, they're just not going to do it. I mean, is it possible that there could be a company out there or an employer who will discriminate against women in that he will deliberately hire a less qualified man or deliberately promote a less qualified man, knowing that his decision will cost him money? 
Is there, a, is there someone out there that so dislikes working with women uh, that, they would, that they would make that decision? Yes, it's possible. But that's going to be in the extreme minority, right? The vast majority of time where you have a woman who is fired from a company or where she is not promoted, the vast majority of time, it has nothing to do with gender and everything to do with merit. Right. The, the boss is looking at all the different workers and deciding, OK, I need to fire somebody. Let me fire the least competent or the most expensive or, you know, by which person can I eliminate where it's the best for my business? That's the criteria. And if that person happens to be a woman, it happens to be a woman. Right. And if somebody is you know looking to hire somebody and there's several applicants for the job, I'm going to choose the applicant that I feel is going to add the most value to my business, put the most money in my pocket. And if it happens to be a woman or it happens to be a man, that's secondary. That's not the basis. Right. I mean, there's only some times where you need to hire a woman. If I got a Hooters restaurant and I'm looking for a waiter, chances are the guy is not going to have the kind of Hooters that my customers want to see. So in that situation, I'm probably going to hire a woman, but it's not because she's a woman. It's because she's qualified for the job because she's got to have the Hooters. And even if a guy comes in and drag with some Hooters, ain't going to cut it. That's not what my customers are there to see. Right. And so there it's not like I'm discriminating against men because I don't like them. It's because I know if I put a guy in drag in in a short skirt and a little top and he's running around my restaurant, I'm not going to get the customers there that I want. Right. Because they come to see the girls with the Hooters, not the guys with the fake Hooters or even if they're real Hooters, they want legitimate women uh, in, in those outfits. And so sometimes there is a reason to discriminate based on gender, but it's not because of gender. It's because of the, the perception of what that gender will do to my bottom line. Right? No pun intended. So it's all about money. But is it possible that under a rare circumstance, there's actual discrimination? Sure, it's possible. But that's why I don't even think it should be illegal. If that's the case, fine. If there's somebody out there that wants to discriminate, then let them do it. I mean, you know, it's no big deal because you're talking about a tiny minority. So the overwhelming number of people who are sued for gender-based discrimination did nothing wrong. It's all false. It's all extortion. Right? Yet, Anybody can file one of these claims, and any lawyer working on contingency can take one of these claims and extort money. And so, again, the, what this case does is it sends a loud message out there to especially smaller employers. Hey, if you're you know, looking at – if you've got a choice between two candidates, one male and one female, and you know, it's a close call, go with the guy. It's safer, Right. In order for you to hire the woman, she's going to have to be so much better than the man that it's worth the extra risk, right? Because all of that gets factored in. You think a small businessman wants to be dragged into a court? No. So he's going to have to pay uh, the extortion money and, you know, 50000 100000 Do you want that potential, you know, fine hanging over your head? I mean, because when you hire the woman, of course, whether she'd sue you or not, and you don't know. You don't know which women are the type of women that would lie and file a false lawsuit and which one are going to be more honorable. I mean, you're, you're interviewing applicants that you've never met. How do you know? Right. And and so I don't even think you can ask those questions. I mean, it's probably if you even ask, hey, have you ever sued your boss for gender based discrimination? You can probably get sued for asking that question. 
right? So you don't even know, you know, whether they're predisposed to, to doing it or not. Now, this Ms. Powell, obviously, I mean, this is a, an extreme example, right? I mean, everybody knows, I mean, if she goes in for a job interview, I mean, you know what you're dealing with because you don't have to ask the question because she's been all over the news. So obviously, she she's going to have a hard time uh, finding a job, but you know maybe she doesn't care. Maybe she's going to get into something else now. Now she can get into some kind of a cause. She could write a book. She could do some kind of a, a TV deal. Maybe she can be a correspondent on MSNBC. Maybe she can run for Congress. Who knows? She could be one of these liberal celebrities now, uh, based on this. Right? She's a hero of of uh, of uh, the liberals or the feminists. Even though even though she lied and pretended that she was discriminated against in order to extort money from her employer or former employer. But that is the message that it sends. And it hurts women uh, by increasing the cost and risk associated with hiring them because you have to deal with all this nonsense. Hello, this is Peter Schiff. I bet you didn't know that without silver, you wouldn't be hearing this podcast right now or be able to use a computer at all. From laptops to smartphones to TVs to speakers, virtually all modern electronics use silver to conduct electricity. Did you know that the average solar panel uses two-thirds of an ounce of silver to function? And the solar industry is expanding dramatically, not just in America, but in booming developing nations like China and India. Silver is naturally antibacterial and is used extensively in modern medicine. Silver coatings are being added to breathing tubes, bandages, catheters, and other medical instruments to reduce the spread of infections. When antibiotics fail, silver still works. I believe the 21st century will be the century of silver. As fiat currencies continue to collapse and new uses are found for silver every day, the white metal strong industrial demand and low per ounce price will make it increasingly attractive to savers around the world. At today's prices, people of any age and background can afford to buy some silver. Learn why silver is a smart and reliable investment in my free special report, The Powerful Case for Silver. Visit shiftsilver.com and download it now. The Powerful Case for Silver includes information about silver's amazing chemical properties. It also explains why I believe silver may outperform gold in the coming years. Download The Powerful Case for Silver and educate yourself, your friends, and your family about the white metal. Just visit shiftsilver.com to download my free report. That's shiftsilver.com.